episode 61 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, Splatter Chatter. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan McGinnis. What up? Yes, Splatter Chatter is a new fortnightly installation to the Terrorvision programming where we will talk about what's new, or more likely, what we've caught, what's caught our attention in the world of horror, including video games, comics, movies, collectibles, and so on. I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank our listeners who support us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and the YouTubes. We love you, etc. Um, I would also like to shout out to everyone that interacts with us over on our social medias, liking our posts, commenting on our posts, etc. Um, Elaine McGuinness, thank you very much. Dave Kudrev, Benzin Bullock, Dave Barber, Bryn Phillips, Audio Blood, Ambivalent Hoax, and of course, we're thanking the Print Parlor because... We have shirts. If you didn't know, if you haven't seen it on our Facebook or our Instagram, we got shirts. We got tees. We got tees. Um, we're selling them in, in Greenlight Comics for $35 cash, or if you need them shipped out to you, 45 You can contact us uh, via email to get that organized. Yeah, or on Facebook or, or on, on anything. Just, just message us. I, I'm always on fucking Just socials. write it on a bit of paper. Send it out in a carrier pigeon. We'll get it. Rubber band it to a rock and throw it out your house and (laughs) we'll get it. We won't. Um, So let's just jump straight into some fun facts about us this week. Yeah, so my fun fact for this week is that back in the day, I got a fever, you know, uh, a pretty bad fever with a, you know, Mm -hmm. shaking and that that whole thing. And then I decided I was going to watch an Australian horror film called The Truth About Demons. And in my Mm. fever state, I thought it was the scariest thing I had ever seen in my life. Oh. Um, I've re- I, I went back to it. It is not the scariest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. It uh, it has um, Carl Urban in it. Oh. You know, remember Carl? You, know, yeah. you know, Carl, you don't have to remember him. He's still around. Judge Dredd. He's bloody, he's Butcher butcher out of The Boys. Oh, that's right. He's in The Boys. He, he's in the Star Trek films. I'm sure he is. As, you know, the and new ones. And so on. He's in Ghost Ship. Oh. oh, and Lord of the Rings. He, he is. He's Carl Urban. Anyway, um, in a, in America though, the, I it took me a while to because I wanted to look this film up and see how scary it was. It took me a while to find it because it's actually in America. It's called the Irrefutable Truth About Demons. Oh, in Australia, it's just called and it's all Aussie yeah. and it is like the most fucking nineties ghetto, like you know, half-assed, taken off the matrix. You know, all the um the demons are like you know leather wearing like uh, club dudes, nineties oh. club guys with piercings, and oh. and the soundtrack is like this like basic fucking nine beat nineties yeah. beat, and it's just like oh man, and the, but all their accents whenever they talk is like you what you doing, mate, and I'm like oh man, I'm totally next time we're watching this for the next time I get to choose a movie for yep. the other for the we, spoiler yeah, cast. Yeah, that's exciting. Oh yes, please. So yeah, I so it, fever dreams. Mm-hmm. Fever watching, yep. not recommended. Fever anything. I once thought I saw the Easter Bunny when I had like a fee. I was real sick with a fever, and I could have sworn I saw the Easter Bunny. I've got another uh, once when I and had another fever, a real bad one. Uh, this is when I was quite a young kid. I was watching Indiana Jones. It was on TV and The Last Crusade, and then I went to bed and I was I fever dream plus awake dream yeah i thought i was in the sidecar i called my mum in i thought i was in the sidecar with the indiana you know how they're in the the, yeah. the motorbike yeah and i had to pick up um fuel so i could keep going and that was uh but i was just so dehydrated and thirsty i thought me drinking water was me picking up fuel 
<laughs> it was like, I was real bad. Wow. And um, yeah, and I was like saying, I need the fuel. I need the fuel to keep the ca- the motorbike going. And like, <laughs> jeez, did your mum take you to the hospital after that? Yeah, uh, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> no. What's no. your fun fact? Um, so my fun fact is not as cool or interesting as yours. Um, I'm in the process of procuring some land. Oh, land! Do you have to like fight a lord? Uh, I beat a lord at look- a game of like. Point stick? Yeah, pretty much. I've been uh, fashioning some armor. I've been, you know, doing some iron work. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. I've got much gold. Much gold. And much gold. And I'm going to take on a lord and I'm going to procure some land. So That's, you're buying some land I like am. a fucking adult. Yep. I, I know. Being an adult, I'm buying some land and I'm building a house. Yeah. Buying a land and building a house is much more adult than just like me who buys a land with a house on it. Because it... I've got to say, you're going to have, it's going to be a, a journey. I didn't want to. I didn't want to build a house. Let me be very clear because I'm not that much of an adult. I want to just buy a house. But given the current housing, housing situation, situation fucked. there's lots to build, not a lot to buy. So we're building. Yeah, I know. It's exciting. Ooh, that is exciting. exciting. Congratulations. I love that. Thank um, you. Going to have another terabode. Yes. Terabode. Because yes. <laughs> right now I live in like a little storage room. It's crazy. It's fun. With Harry Potter. With Harry stairs. Potter and Dobby and all the other fucking miscreants. Dobby. Yeah. Give me a fucking sock, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move into our first little topic of the day. So now each week, Dan and I are going to pull a topic from the horror hat and we're going to have a little bit of a discussion. Now, there are no right or wrong answers here, guys. Um, this is just an opportunity for us to chat more about what we as horror fans like or dislike. And, of course, this week's fun little topic is favorite Cronenberg film. Can we get them from now on from, like, the Terrorvision Ouija board decides it? Oh. Which is going to tie into some merch yes. that we're doing? Yes. Fuck yes. Anyway, I love that. Matter. So, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, some Cronenberg films. Um, so, obviously, David Cronenberg, let's give a little bit. Born in 1943, he's fucking old. He is now, um, yeah. David Cronenberg is a Canadian screenwriter, actor, and director best known for his psychologically visceral body horror transformation films. Why would he stop making them? I don't know. So well, he, he's best known for it. Let's just make normal films from now on. Well, that's right. So, um, he has had an extensive career... And, of course, the films that we're going to focus on are basically from his earlier works. Um, They are more obviously horror, sci-fi related. Um, Now, once we hit the mid-90s, his films go in a completely different direction. And we just forget that. And even now, like when I was looking through last night, I was like, oh, shit, Cronenberg did that. So Eastern Promises, uh, History of Violence, some film with Robert Pattinson. (laughs) I don't know. Did you do The the Lighthouse? (laughs) Robert Pattinson was in that. Yeah, I know. Cronenberg <laughs> didn't do that. That um, would be cool. He's done 47 films. Yeah. And he's acted in 37 films <laughs> in his life. I don't know if they're in his, They're not in his films. No. Because he was in, like, you know, we've mentioned before, the older Nightbreed. Yep. He plays Dr. Decker, my favourite character in Nightbreed. Yes. He's the crazy Mr. Zip Eyes. Yeah. And mouth. Mr. Zip, Z- zip Mouth, Button Eye. Button Eye, that's it. Button Eyes and Zip Mouth. I, it, he had a name in it. His face was called. can't remember what he's called. Zipper Head or something like that. I don't remember. And he, um. Yeah, he does a lot of acting. But we're not going to talk about he the does. acting. No. We know he's like he's got big hair. <laughs> does he have big hair? He does have big hair. David Lynch has bigger. Lynch as well, yeah. Lynch I get, has bigger. I get them confused all the time. Same. Yep. Um, Same. I think I think Lynch is a little bit more... Flamboyant. He takes himself a little less seriously than Cronenberg, but mm. that's neither here nor there. So the, the films that we're going to have a quick chat about, 
Now, no, let's, let's, just, let's just ring them off randomly. Let's right. have a little chat and then we'll decide. Uh, like I said, this is a, a, a very fluid kind of episode. We're just testing, We're testing the water. We're testing some water. Dipping, dipping our dicks into the, oh. l- the water. Yep, it's great. So, so, okay, so horror related. 1975, we had shivers. I don't know much about shivers. So all I know about shivers, um, oh, I do know about it, but like it's... I just want to watch Slither when yep. I watch Shiver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, the James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen Shiver, Slither, you should definitely give that a oh, go. Oh, very much so. Horror comedy at its comediest mm-hmm. um, with its grossness. Michael but yeah, Ruka. so Shivers, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty, I've never looked this up. Like, So Shiver is kind of, again, it's sort of set in like a high rise kind of apartment yeah. building. And basically there's like this parasite that gets in and it's contracted by sexual. So it's very, you know, mm. you, you catch it by mm. getting a bit sexy, getting which then, of mm. course, and it's very easily. So a lot of Cronenberg's films have a lot of references to that kind of thing, disease and technology. The broccoli represented AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. So it's like this whole um, apartment block that's kind of overrun with this sexy disease. Which is a slug. Kind of which is a parasite slug, which is the same sh- slug as Slither, mm-hmm. um, which also is contracted. However, I can't remember. Now that just attacks you. Yeah, that's right. And that's not my favourite. No. Um, so, yeah, we can, we're just mentioning a couple of the horror ones that yeah. aren't our favourites first. So, Rabid. Rabid, 1977. Rabbids. The Rabids. Um, this is a woman. <laughs> it, this film was also recently remade by the Soska sisters. Um, so, this is a film I can't quite remember. As a woman gets bitten by something and she gets a little bit, like, Feral. A little bit rabid. A bit ferals. So I've not seen this film and I've not seen the remake yet. They're both on my list of things to do, but don't Yeah, so we're just mentioning a couple here that we haven't watched. Yeah. That, that people, I'm sure someone's going to be like, nah, man, rabid was the fucking shit. Hey, that's great. There's no right or wrong answers here. The, Scanners. Yeah, 1981. Yeah. Scanners. No, Scanners. Oh, shit, I missed The Brood. Oh, The Brood. Um, the Brood's cool. Monsters. 1979, children. It's a kid thing. Yeah, monstery children thing. Is that the girl from Poltergeist in it? I think it has the girl from Poltergeist. Quite possibly. The thing is, is like sitting here going through this list, I'm like, okay, so I know I've seen this. I know I've seen that. I know I've seen that. I fucking can't remember any of these films. I can. I'm glad you can. Um, so let's move on. The Brood's, the Brood's fine. It's, they're all cool films, but they're not like the best. Mm. Kind of. Scanners. Yep. Now we're starting to talk. Oh, oh man. So Guinness, Michael Guinness. Ironside. He's great. Oh, man. That's the only way you can say Ironside. Ironside. Uh, Michael Ironside in films is, is great. And the um, who's the other guy? I don't remember anyone else other than Michael Ironside. Yeah, this is the main guy. So Michael Ironside's like the bad guy kind yep. of thing. And they have like their battle of like. So if you haven't seen Scanners, it's basically just about people that. I know. Do they develop the power or do they always have it? I think they've always had the power. But they don't use. Yeah. They're kind of like He Man. They have of, the power. They have the power. Um, they basically just kill. Yeah. They, they've got mind powers. They, telepathy. Telepathy. That's the word. I was trying to think of what it's called. Um, and it's got the very. The, one of the most classic scenes ever known to man. I yep. think it's a guy disproving it on television, saying yeah. it's all bullshit, no one has these powers, and then all of a sudden he's like... Yeah. And it's, like, it's, it's a very news-looking kind of... Like, he's on like a panel. Yeah, he's doing a panel on yeah, like, like a panel TV talk. Show. He's yeah. doing a TED talk <laughs> to say that shit's not real. Yeah. And he's like... 
starts like, you know, my collar's too tight. Yeah. And all of a sudden it starts convulsing, bleeding and shit. And suddenly his head explodes. Oh. And this is one of the most classic Fangoria moments. Mm-hmm. I remember they loved like of a head exploding. And this is a 1981 film. Yeah. And it just has this full, just, you know, like mid shot, the whole thing, not cutting it up, just his head exploding. Yep. Um, it's gory. It's gruesome. It's beautiful. It has the face skin flopping forward and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this was on everything when yeah. it came out. This was oh, like this every is still on some of the top lists for like greatest movie deaths ever. This is always makes its way onto the list. So we're talking like what, 81? So we're well over 40 years, you know, still making its way onto some top 10 lists for glorious scenes in horror films. Yeah. The problem with Scanners, though, is it does have a lot of theory in it as well. There's a lot of chatting. That's Cronenberg. That. It does have a very good payoff ending, though. Like, yeah, that's so. Michael Ironside, <laughs> the bad guy with the scanners. Like, I just call it the scanners power. Yeah. Um, fights off with the good guy that has the scanners power. And they basically just have a think off. Yeah. They just look at each other and fucking. <laughs> mm. It's kind of like in Futurama where he takes on the brains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a gigantic brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but what's cool is like, he does this really cool effect where, like, you know, they start, their veins start yeah. to pop up. Um, and pulsate in their arms and their heads and shit when they're starting to, like, you know, lose power and, like, the veins start bleeding, blood pissing out, and it turns into this fucking blood blood vein off. Mm -hmm. But this is the thing about Cronenberg as well is, like, all of his, like, films are very, you know, very body horror. There's a lot of, like, special effects going on there and a lot of weird fucking shit as well. So he does such an amazing job doing that and even watching... Um, like the scene where the, the veins all start to pop up, you're like, how did you do that? Yeah, it like, looks good. For they did in Demons looks, as well. They yeah, did really good. Yeah, they did, did that. Um, I like in like, Rick and Morty when they go to like a dimension and they fuck it up and like make it with one of the mutants and, and Rick is like, ah, we Cronenberg this universe. We have to go. <laughs> like, Cronenberg'd it. <laughs> like, and they're all, they're all choking in, turning into like, you know, like Tetsuo at the end of yep. like um, a Vakira. Like <laughs> yeah. That's basically a Cronenberg moment that when Ugh. the transformation of Tetsuo's power. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, I'd say that, Cron- uh, that Scanners is probably high on the list of like, the, some of his. Uh, they're having their battle off, and then, like, you think Michael Ironside wins because the main guy dies, and then, like, at the end, he kind of looks at the girl, Michael Ironside, and he goes, We won. And it's the voice of the <laughs> other guy. So. Instead of exploding the guy's head, he his powers he he took over the mind of Michael Ironside. But like just they just dubbed his voice over Michael Ironside yeah. talking. So there's this really disbodied voice going, "We won." <laughs> like, like, and that's like cut to credits. She's still not going to want to bone you. Yeah, like that's just weird. Um, okay, so of course we've got a Videodrome, oh, 1983. So we're going chronologically. Dan, is this your favourite Cronenberg film? It might be. Might we'll be. have to decide that at the end. Videodrome. Oh, my God. It's like, what is Videodrome? What is it to me? What is it to you? Because I know, and I watched this film recently. Did and you I, like it? I liked it, but I, like, Did- I honestly cannot sit here and go, so what I really feel and I took out of Videodrome, I was just like, I got to the end of Videodrome, I'm like... The fuck? The f- what? See, I'm massively into those high concept horrors. I love yep. Beyond the Black Rainbow. I love... Great film. Um, I love Videodrome. 
Um, I love a bunch of other ones. I love um, even like stuff like the the what's his fucking name? Loki's character, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston's like movie that came out recently, like High Rise. I haven't seen that. It's kind of a horror, but it's not as well. It's more of a thriller. But yeah, just those like brutalized purity pieces that are like high concept things that are shot beautifully and have and have high concepts in them. And they don't have to fucking put it on a platter. They don't have to spoon feed it to you ham fistedly. They just fucking go, this is my concept. If you don't get it, fuck off. Mm. Um, I even like it. It's not as much, but like in um, They Live. Yep. Is it they live? Yeah. They live has that kind of same vibe to me. It's like, here's our fucking concept. If you don't really get it, just fuck off. We yep. don't care. We don't have to like well, I mean that is pretty more ham fistedly explained. <laughs> and it does have a fucking but I think that's the way ridiculous that horror... wrestler. <laughs> well you because you've always gotta have, you know I mean, don't get me wrong, like silly, stupid horror fun is great, but everybody likes a high concept horror film. Like and that's where like A twenty four films are going nowadays with their concept oh, horrors yeah. and stuff like that. So there's and definitely I, I, I love hereditary. Oh my god, Never hereditary is great. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, just a I don't know, I, I guess it's not just, I like films that aren't face value. Yep. I like a bit of depth to it. I like a re, a film that can have a rewatch and then you get a little bit more out of it. Yeah. I like another then another a third viewing and you're like Oh, yeah, I get it a little bit more now. Um, what was the other one? Um, Under the Skin, I really love. That was good. I liked that, actually. It was... That's another high-concept horror, in my opinion. Yep. No, that was a that was a pretty... No, I wouldn't say it was a hefty watch, but it was definitely like a... Brutal. You know, I like to put on a film because I don't necessarily want to think all the time, and that was one that I was like, okay. And I sit up, and I'm like, let's focus. Let's let's view this in a completely different way. But, yeah, that kind of cool, thing. Under the Skin. If you haven't seen that, that... Um, uh, what's her name? Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, Johansson doing her, her uh, art film. Right? She's mm. like, you know what? I'm just doing Avengers fucking film. I just need to do some art film. And like, mm-hmm. you get to see a lot of her naked. You do. Um, it's not the main point of the film, but nope. uh, there is a lot of nudity in it. There's some fucking wangs in it. There is a lot of wangs in this. Um, there's also like some effects in it, which are, I would say are like almost revolutionary, like stuff that they like uh, uh, practical effects. Mm-hmm. I was just like, whoa. Uh, yeah. And stuff like that. Um, but scanners. Uh, not scanners, video drone. <laughs> See, we haven't even talked about it yet. That's right. You haven't even got into it. So you've got uh, James James Woods. James Woods. And you've got Debbie Harry. Debbie Harry. From Blondie, Blondie. who we love. James Woods, man. <laughs> that dude. I like that as he gets older, he just doesn't take himself so seriously. So he's happy to be a joke and family guy. He's ha- And he's happy to go and do that and be that joke and family guy. Um, Was he, he in Robo? Is he Robocop? No, no, that's uh, Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Oh, Peter Weller. he's coming up Peter, as well. He's, oh, he's coming up. Yeah, um, I always get those two actors confused, actually. Yeah, so Video Drone is like basically it follows the, the story of fucking, I can't remember his name. What's his name? James that? Woods. Yeah, James Woods. He is a, a guy who owns a, a small-time cable company, like, mm-hmm. vi- like cables and television. And the cable is such a, a, a foreign concept, a, to Australians. Yes. We never really had it. And no. I was always intrigued We've by it. We've got community TV, but we don't have any Cable to was just extent. like all yeah. the channels. Yeah. But to me, it was like as a kid, it was like a wonderland of like, oh my God, you can have more than six channels? Because we yeah. only had six channels when we were growing up. And in Sejuna, we had two. Yeah. Oh, we had shit. Channel 2 and Empire Television. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and so straight away, like the idea of hundreds of channels 
you can think that there could be something hidden in those channels. Like yeah. Just like a dodgy show that's like hard to get. It only comes on at, you know, a certain time at night between a certain time and if you have to tune into it and it's this weird fucking show. Anyway, that's not what the film's about. Um, but that's why that's my intrigue. I was like, like, the word cable to me was always like a horror vibe. Like there could be this world existing within these hundreds of channels. Yeah, and I think the point is like, as I think he does stumble across, like there is programming for this thing that is being sent in and it's like this anonymous show where people are being like tortured and murdered it's called video and, and it's like that is going to be the future of television now he kind of they get it they find it like the one of the guys finds it on like yeah. a uh uh like a, a, a signal that he yeah. like taps into so and it's like some weird malaysian yeah channel or they, something i don't know and it, the show is basically it's just like a snuff film mm. um kind of <laughs> well that's the thing like breaking down video drone is like breaking down life itself fuck um yeah it's kind of like a an existential like torture show where people willingly go on there and yeah, it goes i'm not going to try i'm not going to get into it we'll be have a whole podcast like talking yeah. about uh, video drone in the end it turns out that like, video drone is like there are characters that only exist on VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, they have recorded every answer to every question that anyone could answer them, and therefore they still kind of exist on a VHS form. Yep. Um, there are uh, the 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 show itself. When you see Video Drone, the show, once you've watched it, it puts like a tumor into your head, and that fucks up with your perception of life. Then the Video Drone people come and. Um, record your hallucinations and that becomes the next episode of Videodrome that people watch and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Um, and then, but then there is like the boundaries between the hallucinations um, and the tumours themselves are bending reality. So the boundaries of, of, of what they're hallucinating is like breaking into reality. So yeah. like, this, I fuck. Think, this is, yeah, it's, and apart from, and being filmed well and having high concept ideas, then you got Deborah Harry in it. Mm-hmm. She wants to be in Videodrome. There's, it's just worth a what? It's just like well, this is the this is the, so like I've seen Videodrome a few times. I watched it within the last six months, and it's so hard to sort of break down it and go back to. And even now, I'm like, it was a great film. What did I watch? What is this? But this I feel is where Cronenberg starts to really play with that body horror. So yeah, we've shine. got we've got all these crazy scenes. We've got vaginas coming out of your chest That's... where you can store guns in. <laughs> yep, and you know the, the the guns now become part of your hand. You know, it's just this massive transformation starts to happen, especially with James Wood's characters. Like he's he just starts to get fucked. And there up. was some violence in this. Mm. When the tumor breaks out of that dude's head near the end and stuff like that, he shoots him with a tumor gun yep. and makes him explode. Um yeah, there's some but also as well, it has that underlying which a thing of you know when there's like you're the only one who doesn't who doesn't know what's going on the main character everyone's in on it apart from you that yeah. scariness like yeah. you tr- you're like, it's already too deep in it and you're it's hopeless like to beat Videodrome it has a beautiful saying that like down with Videodrome long live the new flesh yeah and I'm like number one you're like what. Number two, you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that saying, long live the new flesh. Yeah. Um, which I'm pretty sure is the rival to Videodrone or some shit. I think it so. It has a fucking, watch it. Yeah. Can, I would say just 
the transcending of the guy that exists on VHS is fucking like it's mind blowing. The, the idea of it is like, yeah. So it, just it's don't... basically create. It's like it, it, and they they accurately they accurately um, f- foretell social media. In yeah. It. Like to the point of like scary. And yeah. this is 1983. He they predict to the letter mm-hmm. like social media. They talk about it and soon will better be people putting all their data onto a like a huge network and everything will be shared to the point where there's like and I'm like, Ooh, oh, yeah. dear, oh dear, It's like they should be teaching video drama at universities right yeah. now. Yeah. Like it should be something that is continuously like looked into. So there's that one. There <laughs> Yeah. So um in the same year, so also in nineteen eighty three, there is the dead zone. Busy, busy boy. He was a busy boy. So in nineteen eighty three, uh this is a Stephen King adaptation where a man uh played by Christopher Walken, he wakes up from a coma to discover that he has some kind of psychic abilities. Yeah, so he has a car crash. Yep. And um yeah, he wakes up and he's like he can, he can grab people and I think he sees their deaths. That's pretty brutal. Yeah, or shit like that. I think that's what it is. I can't remember. I um, haven't seen this one personally. I, I think I recently picked up the Blu-ray just so I could check it out. But... I did a massive binge of all these shows in a row, so, uh, uh, these movies, so I'm just trying to uh, pull them apart. Oh, see, you so can, I, did, I haven't watched half of these in fucking years. So. so I did The Dead Zone, and then I watched straight after The Dead Zone, Um, I watched, I watched Scanners, I watched Videodrome, Dead Zone, and then... Cat's Eye? Do you remember that? The one with Drew Barrymore? It, yeah, yeah. It has her in fight, but it's like three. It's, it's an, an anthology. anthology. Yeah. And But what's weird is like characters from both the films I watched before were in each of the stories. And oh. I was like, oh, no, I'm having another fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, Cronenberg is not something to watch when you're having a fever dream. Well, I, I watched all three of them in a row when I had a whooping cough scare and I had to Jesus. quarantine. Yeah, I'm all, I'm, I don't get sick. It's just... When, so you're like me, you don't get sick, but when you get sick, you get sick. You fucking bring you make, the house down. You make it worth your while. Yeah, I make it worth my while. <laughs> yeah, so The Dead Zone is like, right, yeah, a very like, because it's Stephen King and Cronenberg, and Cronenberg doesn't mind having a lot of theory in his films, mm. and Stephen King doesn't mind writing a lot of theory, mm-hmm. there is a lot of just theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, not much happens in this film. It's basically about like Christopher Walken yep. um, going crazy. People just think he's crazy. He really doesn't handle the powers very well. Mm. And they're like, so, you know, he moves into the country, <laughs> has a lot of psychic dramas. Um, <laughs> but that's, I think that's what how it would be. Like, we all like to think that if we were to develop some kind of, like, superpower or something, that we would handle it super well. And then we would immediately go out and start finding yeah. crime and doing the right thing. But the reality is, is you're just going to implode in on yourself. Well, I've always said that thing when people, like, this reminds me of it as well. It's like, if you gain the ability to see the future, mm-hmm. um, no one's going to believe you. No. And if they do, they're going to think you did it if it's you if you're trying to co- stop a bad thing. Like if if I say you go back in, in time mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh fuck, I can stop 9/11." And then you say, "There's a fucking building that's going to blow up. This is all going to happen." And then they're like, they're like "Fuck off, can't." And then it happens. They're like, "Oh, you obviously did it." Yeah. And I'm like, "So it's it the weird thing is, you go back in time or consider the future or whatever." The best thing is to not do anything. Yeah, and I, I'm and I'm a, I mean that's horrible. I mean you could, I mean you, you could, could go probably, to the airport and stop it somehow. I mean You'd you have could to probably remember. take some steps to sort of 
you know, if you see something, say something before the see something, say something thing. But then that's the whole other thing. There's probably before something it existed. That, there's something you could probably do, like little subtle things, like. But like, yeah, but you'd have to plan it, and then you have to. But then you're like, you so what? You spend your whole life stopping one thing. Yeah, which uh, you know would probably lead into something bigger and worse. The other thing Who is, knows? I I live my life in pretty much arrogant arrogance. Like I don't remember it. Is that the right word? Ignorance. Yeah. Ignorance, like, and I, I thought the other day, man, if you went back in time, what would you stop? And then I thought to myself, I'm like, I don't actually know when anything actually happened. Sure. Except for 9 11 because it's in the fucking name. Yeah. But, like, if someone walks back and goes, like, oh, you know, you could make me heaps of money off, like, Wall Street and that, but I don't know anything that's happened on Wall Street. Yeah. I don't know anything. I mean, the Crows won the 98 grand final. I put some money on that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all sure. I real. I don't actually you'd, take you'd go down and bet on that little, little. I would go back and I'd be like, oh my god, there's all these things about to happen. I don't actually know where they happened or started, or I just know they're gonna happen. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, that's fair. I feel that the 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 going back in time and being able to see the future things a bit that's a bit trickier than developing some kind of weird psychic power. But no one, yeah, no, but, one, no yeah. one ever. Like, it's it, you're better off not telling people you've got these powers. Oh, Remember, I wouldn't tell anyone. Yeah, and genders like doing shit because then as well, like you're trying to do a thing, and then you've got like medical professionals trying to intervene because they think you're crazy or you might be not crazy, and they want to study you. So then you got people intervening, and then you got people coming to you going, "I want to know when my cat's going to die," and you're like, "I just don't want to know." Yeah, I, I, that's the only. I see why he moves to the country and Hate has pages. It's yeah. called the dead zone as well because he dies. Mm. And he, he goes brain dead, but they bring him back. So yep. people that have, like, died and come back get this, like, death, like, power yep. or some shit. Um, that's it. That's it. Okay. So we've also got probably the most famous one is The Fly, 1986. The remake of the Help Me, Help Me <laughs> movie, which I I used to love. So I wasn't allowed to watch this in 80, not 86. Yep. I remember I was in year six, mm-hmm. um, I think. Uh, I remember, like, my dad was like, we can watch the original. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we watched this one. And, in fact, it still has a scene, the original fly, where he gets his head crushed in a pneumatic press. Yeah. Actually, doesn't that happen in this one as well? No, they just shoot him. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you see this. Yeah. Like, real slow. Well, the original one's really fun. And, of course, it's, like, done in the 1950s. So you've got just basically a man who's it's put a, on a It's a woman yes. that finds out about it and no man believes her. No man believes a woman. And then she crushes his head down to the pulpous pulp that they can't even see that there was a fly there. Take a photo, lady. <laughs> you can't back in those days. It's different. Polaroids. He would have had to have stood still for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, um, that was a long, long time ago. That yeah, one, that, was, that was a long time. So, yeah, so the, the fly obviously is probably one of his most famous, obviously. It's, uh, and it's a remake. We, we watched it not. I want to say recently, but it was probably like last year sometime. It's, um, it's Jeff re- Goldblum, Gina Davis. Goldblum. Yes. And he's just... Peak pinnacle Goldblum yes. in this. He is like Goldblum is now. Goldblum? Goldblum. Goldblum is now. You know, he's like super eccentric and he just plays that role. And I, yep. I'm pretty sure that Cronenberg is just like, go. Mm. You know what I mean? Here's a character. Go. Yeah, he's like, I don't shit. want you to play a character. I want you to be you. Goldblum. I'm you are now Br- Seth Brundle. Seth? Brundle. Yeah. Seth Brundle. Seth yeah. Brundle, I thought, was way cooler name than he deserved. Yeah, it's a pretty... Pretty sick name. Well, the first time I kind of really experienced the name Seth was in the, the comic The Authority, and it was a monster that came after them named Seth. And oh, I was like, cool. I just know Seth Green. Oh, yeah, and that. Yeah, well. that guy. Um, 
Yeah, so the fly. Uh, Goldblum at his best. One of his best, I think, roles. It's weird because the fly is like my, my wife, Claire, doesn't like horror movies, but she'll watch the fly yeah. at any time. Well, it's sort it's of a good, f- interesting film. It sort of transcends the horror genre. And sci-fi leads, horror. Yeah, it's definitely definitely sci-fi horror. Oh, it's definitely horror. It's, oh, Don't get me wrong. No, oh, 100%. But, you know, it, it sort of... It, it goes beyond that. So, you know, a lot of people that don't like to watch horror will, will watch that and walk away not thinking it was a horror. Um, but, you know, you've got the effects and they just go full on with the transformation. It's a whole transformation film. So it's not just his bodily transformation, it's his mental state. It's everything about him that transforms and he just loses the people around him. They don't know how to handle it. They don't know what the fuck is going on. It's it's a great Remember film. the dog monkey deleted scene? Oh, that dog. <laughs> when he merges them on purpose. No. Yeah, no. that didn't. And he just beats it to death as soon as it comes out. And, yeah. then, and then everyone's like, yeah, maybe take that yeah, scene out. Don't do that scene. You can see that on YouTube if you want to watch that scene. I wouldn't recommend, I don't recommend it. it. Yeah, because it doesn't actually look that good either. Like, no, the effects you could are do real something bad. else with your life. Like, hug a child. Yeah, cut, cut, cut your face with a razor blade. <laughs> something better. Um, yeah, but then, so we get this, uh, you know, this full fucking transformation and then, like, Cronenberg is coming out of the woodwork just going, you want fucking transformations, can't I? I'll show oh, you a transformation. Oh, oh, We're hold, not gonna hold change. my beer. We're hold not going to change his head and his hand. We're going to no. change him. Everything. He loses his teeth. He loses his penis. He, he puts it in a cupboard. Yeah, he keeps it all in a cupboard, oddly enough. You know, well, he's sitting there and he's throwing up on his Food. His hands are sticky. He's. I mean, it starts there's like out. A, there's a real good bad guy in it, but he's not really a bad guy. Like, well, the, he's the bad guy that has like the, redemption. Well, he has redemption, but he also like, yeah, he is a bit of a. He's a bit. Of, he's like. He's like a uh, a problematic boss. Yeah, he is. And so he likes the main character lady, and um, kind of uses his like. He's it swings. He's like oh, he's a his privilege around her to basically want to sleep with. Her. Yeah, he's he's really like problematic yeah and it's really hard because you get to the end and he is obviously it's a story arc he, yeah it's it's so strange but yeah um, has one of the one of the best one of the be- another one of the best head explodings mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. he's all about the head Cronenberg lights a head you know after watching like scanners i i did like i made a skate video back in the day um uh and uh we did like a, a exploding head in it have you seen it no Oh yeah, I've I'll seen like a couple of your things, but are you, you haven't not seen the me exploding that head. No, it's like a, a dude skateboarding, falls off his trick, and then like has like a yeah, he gets up and his head explodes. Yes, I want to see that. And it's just clearly a pumpkin with a, a firework in it, full of blood, <laughs> <laughs> with a wig on. <laughs> There's no eyes or anything on it. Hey, it's, a, it's a quick cut. You got to start somewhere. It's fine. You do, you do. And I started somewhere and then never, never got past that somewhere. That's absolutely fine. Um, so then we'll move into Dead Ringers from 1988. Now, yeah. this, this is a film where Jeremy Irons Two Irons Jeremy plays, Irons. He is uh, cardboard. Do you think there's anything at the bottom? It's not just more cardboard. <laughs> He's a really boring guy. I only know Jeremy Irons about uh, uh, my first kind of really noticing him was in, like, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Sure. He, I, the he, first film I remember him in was the remake of Lolita. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I only watched that recently for the first time. And No, no, I haven't seen Lolita. I'm thinking of, um, what's the one with the the professional? Leon, the professional. Oh, okay, yeah, with Natalie Portman. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, so he basically plays twin twins. Um, they're both gynecologists and they both... Like, have this thing. I've not seen this one. So. so, what it is. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. 
They both play, play twins. Um, yeah. One of them is very cocksure. The other one is very uh, meek. Um, the cocksure one is a ladies' man. Uh-huh. So he gets his ladies very easily. And when he's sick of them, um, he palms them onto the twin brother with them not knowing. Oh. So instead of having to break up with them, his twin brother who can't get ladies gets his brother's seconds and they don't even know that they've been sw- palmed over to. It's a cool idea. But the whole attitude would change, wouldn't well, Like his persona yeah. would change. Well, and eventually they, he so fucked up all get... the relationship because, like, he shit at it. But then <sighs> they meet an actress lady. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an actress. So Acting. she's, like, you know, the cream of the ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, but the brother... The, the meek one falls in love with her bef- before, like, you know, the, it's not the, the de- it's not in the deal. Sure. And that's kind of it. That, there's some other shit. Okay. <laughs> like, it's not Dead Ringers. I, yeah. I think yeah. visually this one's an interesting one, yeah, yeah, yeah. just from what I've seen. But Well, there's no real two Jeremy. Uh, is that his name, Jeremy? Jeremy Irons. Ir- Irons. Irons. There's, there's not two of him, so it's all... That shit. It's all the, the, the camera fuckery, trickery. Yeah. You know, of like, I mean, you could have just, I and mean, there are a bunch of real like doubles in it. They are not, um, they're not gynecologists. They're geneticists. Oh, okay. Um, Why did I think they were gynecologists? <laughs> I don't know. Because you got cunts on the mind. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, that's fair. So that's a movie that exists yeah, in and the, the And the last one that we want to talk about. Is one of my faves, Naked Lunch, which I've watched again just recently. So, 1991 stars Peter Weller, who plays Robocop. Peter um, Weller. This. Stop, or there will be trouble. <laughs> do you know there's a Robocop game coming out? Yes, I do. <laughs> a new Robocop game. That's and great. I'm like, hell yeah. I want to get Peter Weller to do the voice. I really hope he does do the voice. Because that makes like, you know, Robocop is basically a horror film. Yeah. It's up there. Not really. It's sci-fi gore. But it's gore. It's 80s gore. Yeah. It's like the gore gore as well. Like so that it's dude like, gets run over at the end with nuclear waste poured on him and he splats over the, the fucking, like, there's so many. When Peter Weller's character at the start gets shot to death, it's like a fucking, like, they're laying shotgun shells into like a gore-filled mannequin. It's wicked. Yeah, it's glorious. Um, but yes, The Naked Lunch, 1991. Look, this probably techni- technically isn't a horror yeah, film it is. it's but horror. for me it's well under that umbrella because what the fuck this film it's um, horror it's like it's like it's like horror to a lot of people especially all the like the 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 gay kind of uh, allude 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 oh there it is like all the like uh, gay scenes in it that yep. would horrify a lot of people it would so this and is how a- he represents it as well is horrific this is a Horrific. film adaptation from William S. Burroughs, I believe, yep. and, and was considered to be an unfilmable film. Until fucking and Cronenberg. And once again, Cronenberg's like, hold my beer. Hold my beer. I I'll got fuck. this. Bang. Now, this is a well, because we know, I mean, no one knows, but Cronenberg is obsessed with bugs and has been since a very small boy. So we can see that throughout his film and part of the reason why he probably uses bugs insects a lot in his films parasites the fly this where a lot of them so they're addicted to um bug bug powder bug powder and of course you can't say that you you have to start a bit further back it's set in like the 1960s (laughs) yep um peter weller plays a uh a a, uh what are they called a he's a he's a writer no no he's He's a a private no no he's a guy that kills bugs what are they called a what are they called in fumigator 
What are the people that come to your house and get rid of bugs? Bug and- killer. Exterminator. Exterminator. Thank you. Oh. Fuck. I couldn't even remember it's time that for word. for coffee. Um, exterminator. Um, he starts to uh, real. He's like an ex. He's like a junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, with his wife, and they start to shoot up the bug powder. Yep. Which gives them massive hallucinations and stuff. And from then on, the movie is just like, when is when is this reality? When is this a hallucination? It blends it together really well. Sometimes it's clearly a hallucination. But it show, it goes deep into the mind of someone who's like clearly on a drug and how they could start to believe certain things and mm-hmm. like and then you're like, is it happening? Is it not? I think. But what the film is from my watchingness of sure. it is imagine you've made you've got a person on a massive fucking drug binge or whatever. It's been on a fucking drug binge. And then they will wake up after their drug binge and have a broken um, perception of what has happened because, you know, most of it would be hallucinations. So he has made the film in the way of the perspective of the person having the hallucination as if that is what happened. Yeah. So, and then every scene that happens is a representation. There's something in the scene that represents, uh, represents like, what has happened earlier. So, therefore, when he thinks back to what had happened what is happening in the scene before affects his mind of him remembering what has happened, and that's what they're showing. They're showing the what how someone on a drug has perceived the situation and then created that as reality. Mm. Um, and so that's what you're watching. So you have to work out what things are symbolizing. Why is he thinking there are giant centipedes yep. being farmed to make this thing? And you realize it's like they talk. There's just a scene where they momentarily talk about these centipedes that are dried and stuff like that. And so that's yep. stuck in his mind and him hallucinating about it becomes this whole thing. Like my fever dreams. Yeah. Of like basically it's as if a fever dream is his reality and he makes the film as if that was what was actually happening. Like, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And as soon as you know that, it's simple. <laughs> and then you watch it. And then you watch it fucked up. And then you're like, no. Oh, don't watch it fucked up. Don't, don't watch, watch it on a fever. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can just implode the universe yeah. if you watch that film while you are on a fever. No. But um, it has some, like, truly, like, crazy, like, body horror-y, like, uh, monster synthetics, things mm. that look amazingly good. Monsters in bars, smoking and changing. The yep. the whole like scary vibe of like do you remember like the he thinks he's working for an organization called Interzone? Yep. Um and he has to make reports all the time. He's have to do my report and report and like it just ties in yeah, the the typewriters tie into oh, stuff. Oh the typewriters like because it was like a cockroach. Yeah, it's like a bug like and the bug talks bug. to him and he it's works like, for InDesign. Yeah. There's uh, sex scenes are fucking horrific in this thing because it's like, you know, it starts to go body horror-y weird. It's way worth watching. Peter Weller has like these like story monologues that just break out of nowhere. And they... I like Peter Weller. He's he's good fun. But when he, st- yeah, when he starts doing these stories, you just listen and you're like, Peter Weller, I find, has one of those uh, very commanding voices about him. Like, he might not have made the best movie choices in his career, but the way he can command a scene, he knows, like, you just stop and listen because he also sounds good to listen to. Yeah. Um, and once again, it's a, it's a very high concept thing. It's like, it's like, you know, first watch, second watch, third watch, fourth watch, fifth watch, still getting stuff out of it. Yeah. Um, very cool. Another one my wife will watch at the drop of a hat. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. Um, she's a bit of a Cronenberg fan. Her and, and Jim Jarmusch, which I am not as much of a fan, but yeah. Why not? Oh, that's fair. So that's what fair. is your 
What is the best? Well, look, as I've said several times already. Fly. It's been such a long time since I've watched half of these films that I just got to stick with the fly. Because that one I know that I've watched Stick recently. with the fly? Yeah. Like Brundle <laughs> like, fly on the wall? I'm on the roof. Um, yeah, like that That one for me, the storytelling is fantastic. The way that the everything, the psychology, the portrayals of everything, the transformations, the just everything about this film is really good for me. It ticks all my boxes, gets ev- gets my blood flowing. <laughs> so <laughs> the, Hot and heavy under the collar. Yeah. For a bit of, it does have Goldblum in it, which is a good point. Unfortunately, I still have to stand by Videodrome as my favourite. It affected me in a way, like from a filmmaking perspective. It just had that weird vibe to it that I I just can't look down. I second, then I like Naked Lunch, and then third is The Fly for me. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I still, I mean, Naked Lunch and The Fly can just, they can. Depending on how I feel, they'll they'll, they they'll can, swap they around. Can share. But my video drone is my favorite. The the style of it, it just oozes. Yeah, no, in, in my opinion. Look, I that mean, is fair. That's my opinion. Like I said, there's no right or wrong answers. We can have opinions. You might not agree with our opinions. Well, basically, this section Who was cares? more just like, let's talk about Cronenberg films that we like, motherfucker. <laughs> Pretty much. And that is the end of that. That's exactly right. So that was our little uh, horror topic for the week. And uh, we, got some, we got some more tidbits for you. We do. We tidbit the end of it. Oh, I love a tidbit. Um, so this week, we've had a, a lot of different cool merchandise pop up recently. And uh, one of them is... Oh, holy crap. Like, you saw this. We talked about this. So, Sideshow Collectibles, who, if you don't know who Sideshow are, they are very prominent for making fucking high-end uh, statues and high-end what they call hot toy collectibles. So, they're generally like one to six scale figures that move. They've got cloth. They are perfect replicas of that character. They're making person. McFarlane look like he yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. They shit all over McFarlane. So... Sideshow have decided to come out with a pumpkin head statue. Now, there are going to be two versions. This is a one to four scale statue. That is, think about, wait up. You, pumpkin head is the size of a fucking, you know, he's like a two story house. Yeah. No, he's not that big. He's like, he's probably a good 10 foot high. Yeah, he's big. And this is a one to four. Yeah. So. This is, it's quite large. Um, now, this looks Amazing. So there are two versions. There is an exclusive Yuck. and the, it's... the exclusive is terrible. Yeah. So the exclusive they've gone with the sort of more human face version, uh, which they use Stan Winston's face for uh, Lance Hendrickson. It's meant to be Lance Hendrickson, but he wasn't on set, so it's technically um Stan Winston. Yeah, right. I, I always thought it looked like Lance Hendrickson. Yeah, though. it was very clever. Weird, isn't it? Um, so this is more of his face, but of course the original version. Could Pumpkinhead slowly pumpkin kind of turns into you after you call it. insane. Like this has detail out the wazoo. And it stands at, where is it? It's like, uh, where is it? Height. It stands at 27 inches, which is 68 centimeters. So it's a meter? Yeah. No, not a meter. 68 is like. Two high school rulers and a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi. So it's like it's like motherfucking big. It'd be the biggest thing in your collection. Like quite it's, it's in you know those like the big things. Yeah. It's not quite as big as a bus, but it's still pretty big. So he's like he's also standing on uh, like a hill. There's it, like a little pumpkin body in the in the ground, which doesn't make sense because that's him. 
yeah, a little bit. Um, and then that's, there's like that's... some little. There's the pump. He's basically in the pumpkin patch. Um, this looks fucking insane. Now the price tag for this delightful little thing is fucking um, insane. So it's a twelve hundred and fifty US dollars, which equals about sixteen hundred. Sixteen. Uh, 85 US dollars. Now, being that this is sideshow, I would have thought that this would have been something that was readily available to all merchandisers and retailers in Australia. However, it looks like it will only be sold by pop culture in Australia. And the only thing I have to say about that is just buy it from sideshow. Yeah. Well, the other thing is as well, like Pumpkinhead is such a... Acquired taste character. Yeah. Where's his big weather? He's not got any <laughs> yeah. weather around him. I in would the photos be really it upset. does though. It yeah. I'd be very upset if there was no big weather when I brought him to my home. The best thing is he looks better than the film. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um yeah, like this is they tend to do they are sideshow uh, have been branching down into the horror section recently. So a lot of their hot toys they're bringing out um, some statues of Jason. They're doing the hot toys. I just, I just picked up the ghost face one. Um, the, there's a Michael. There's a Jason. There's various different characters. They will set you back. They're not cheap. They, they are more for your high end collecting. They're not a McFarlane forty dollar fucking toy oh. that you're not gonna just pick up. So yeah, they're they're a cabinet toy. They're a lit up glass cabinet yeah. toy. So you take it out of the box, you put it on the shelf, you do not touch it ever again. Until you, yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. You know, there's a whole bunch of them as well. There's like Mark Myers. Who's The Undertaker? Is that a wrestler? Yeah, they're doing weird wrestling stuff. Yeah. Um, they've just started doing Hammer Horror. So there's a lot of like uh, uh, Peter Cushing um, statues, Dracula, that kind of thing. This is really cool. Um, secondly, I need to talk about this because five people have tagged me in this now, Dan. Um, oh, I know. There is a Halloween pinball. Um, this looks fucking sick. Yeah, this does look cool. So there I is, don't like pinball that much. I, I like pinball. If you if you sat down and said that he's a pinball machine or you can play Xbox, I'd probably play the pinball machine for a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm not obsessive with it, but I I enjoy pinball. Um, so there, this this fucking machine has custom speech, including um some of the original cast members, PJ Souls being one of them. There is a new score inspired by um the original theme by Matt County Montgomery. <laughs> County Montgomery. And the custom art is where it's at. Like this whole thing. The artwork is designed by Jason Edmund Edmiston, um, who if you are unaware of his work, I one hundred percent recommend checking out his Instagram. So it's just Justin, uh, yep. sorry, Jason Edmonston at art at Instagram, whatever the fuck I'm doing. This looks incredible. Yeah, this, I, I, I'm not often into pinball machines, but this one is great because like the top half of it, as a, you know, you can go up onto like a second level, is a house mm. that the ball goes into with like a stairway going down into the garage and all stuff like that. So you're in actual things. It also has hedges that just um, uh, Michael just pops out from behind, like yeah. in the film. Like, and I'm like, I love that. Yeah. It has like Judith uh, Myers' grave on there that you can pong into and stuff. And I'm like, I like things that have those like things. And I think the room is what, what made me first. I was like, there's a little house you can go in and you can see it. it's like, it looks like a little, um, uh, yeah, like a little like top-down view of a house that the ball goes into mm. and like different layer, uh, levels and stuff like that. It uh, it has all the things. Like yep. the pop-out little Jake, uh, Michael, <laughs> my, uh, hilarious that come out from behind a hedge. And, you know. <laughs> I think this will be good. Like I, I really hope that someone 
in Australia or in South Australia gets one and then I can go check it out in person. And I know at least two people who have tried to put in bids for it, but price tag wise, I'm not sure how much it would be. They don't like how they're so expensive. <laughs> well, that's a pinball fucking machine for you because then they've got to get out. They've got to ship it from America to Australia and whatnot. That is true. Yeah. So oh, man. Crazy. I wonder how much it is. How much are pinball machines? Anywhere between know. like ten to 15,000 upwards. Yeah, you've been reading a comic. I have. Well, no, I haven't. I haven't been reading a comic, but I'm fucking excited. Um, so, coming up, just announced, this is super exciting. There is a six-issue series from DC Horror. So, this is the second title in the DC Horror imprint series. Um, and it's basically, it's called Soul Plumber. Soul Plumber. Soul Plumber. Um, the premise, Edgar Wiggins, a disgraced former seminary student, is desperate to find uh, a way to answer what he believes is his higher calling. Um, he thinks he's found it into in like in this hotel conference room um, by the Soul Plumbers, who have a machine that could be the secret to dis- delivering souls from Satan. Um, however, Edgar's too broke to buy in, but that's not enough to stop this true devotee. He steals the blueprints and builds a pirated version with what components he can basically afford on his gas station attendant salary. And then he goes after a demon, misses, and ends up pulling out something way worse. Than a demon? Than a demon. Oh. Now, this sounds like just you run-of-the-mill horror. However, for me, this is fucking exciting because it is written by Henry Zabrowski, Marcus Parks, and Ben Kissel. And if you don't know who those three people are... I do. You've got it written down in front of me. the last podcast on the left, guys. And I fucking love them. Why I love do you them like so them? Why do I like them? Yeah. Well... I don't. You don't? Putting you on the spot. No, 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 no. No, I mean, I've been listening to the last podcast on the left for years and years and years. They've only gotten better. So between their research, they, they will tackle... Um, anything from true crime, paranormal, all this stuff, they have a vested interest. Um, Henry, Ben, both comedians. Marcus, he is his research skills are phenomenal. Um, so they can take a subject, make it insanely interesting and funny and kind of heartbreaking. It's I just thoroughly enjoy listening. They've got a fantastic dynamic, of course. Marcus has gone on to do um, the... No what? Dogs in Space podcast, which I've recommended you check out. They've basically been doing dogs music, so rundown of all these different bands. The last one was like a four-part series on the Beastie Boys. Oh, I've heard of them. Which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, this has got me pretty freaking excited. The artwork also done by John McCree, who did Hitman and Judge Dredd, so the artwork looks good. So, for me, you've got I've got three people who I thoroughly respect mm-hmm. and are good writers and then the artwork is good that's oh i'm just whew, flooding the basement it's great Ooh. so the first issue comes out october 5th and i'm hoping it will it's dc so who fucking knows what they're doing yeah we, um, we won't probably get the issues in at my shop but we'll definitely get the graphic novel version of it i will stuff. get the trade yeah yeah the trades will definitely uh we get those DC horrors and stuff, but yeah. they come up a little bit later for us and everyone else. But we do get them in, and we found out that people don't actually care when stuff comes out a lot of the time. They no. just get it when they see it. This will be something that I will probably seek the individual copies. You want it all? The variant. Get and it, I'll get get it from Ian 
at Gammas. Yes, yeah, no, I will. I'll definitely check out Ian at Gammas. So Gammas. Gammas. Oh, that's the end of that this episode, is I reckon. The end. You yes. have been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. That's me and her. <laughs> and we're available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTube. But no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or a review, and share with all your friends and enemies. <laughs> You can interact with us both on Facebook and Instagram or at, at uh, Terrorvision Pod, at Terrorvision Pod on the Instagrams and stuff like that. Uh, we'll keep you up to date. We'll put stuff up there, new episodes, trivia. You know, Jen makes some graphics. We'll show you some stickers, show you some T-shirts. We have yeah. me, like, having a photo of me in a spa. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. And we also have an email at Pod. No, what is it? It's TerrorvisionPod at gmail.com. TerrorvisionPod. I've never done the outro. I know. I just went in there. Now you have to sign off. Oh, you did. You went in deep. And until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares. nightmares.